<clears throat> Every episode should start with a good throat clear. Yes, it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially after a very sweet drink. <laughs> yes. Slash a sweet drink that you will hear about perhaps in the future. Yes. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Are you ready for a countdown? Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot. I always forget. Uh-huh. How is this even possible? <laughs> all right. Oh, God. Right. It's sticky. Three, Three, two, two one. Fuzzy. Pool noodle. A fuzzy pool noodle. Ooh, that could be interesting. Or horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My goal today is to get to go to the pool later this afternoon, and I'll explain why. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm thinking about the pool a lot. I am planning on bringing a bathing suit for Tuesday in case Yay. it works out. So I'm trying to be yeah. prepped for every situation. Woo. Yeah. But before that, chai there. <laughs> just such a wind up to it. I had to breathe and I made it dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it was chai there. Chai there. <laughs> it's like the sexiest chai there we've ever had. Ooh, I'm too excited now. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that kind of corresponds to the title of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to Cream and Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is going to be, this is uh, chaotic, huh? Yep. Yep. Welcome back to a chaos episode. Don't you love them? You'll love to see them. Love to hear them. (laughs) the episodes are either completely chaotic or like we're both kind of tired so we're just talking through everything yeah there's not really (laughs) an in between um okay so i have two relevant jokes for you Ooh. okay would you like a relevant one that's normal or a morbid one do we get both or do i need to choose one we'll get both but which one do you want first let's go with the morbid one first so we can end on a normal note (laughs) Okay. What do you get when you mix a guinea pig with a cat? I don't know. What? A horrible smoothie and trauma for everyone. Oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> right? It was like, it was like a horse and a cat, I think, on the original thing that I found. But I was like, oh, God. Okay. That's not at all where I thought that was going. <laughs> Would you like to recover with a better joke? Yes. Okay. What do you call someone who keeps getting away with stealing fruity drinks? Ooh. I don't know what. A smoothie criminal. (laughs) (laughs) You've been hit by. You've been struck by a smoothie criminal. (laughs) Ow! (laughs) Anyway, we're going to talk about smoothies today. (laughs) Really? I couldn't tell. So yeah, it's smoothie day. It's summertime. It is. It is officially summertime and it's been hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it last summer that we did the milkshakes? I believe so. I think we did milkshakes and lemonade. Lemonade Mm -hmm. may have been spring, but it was getting close to summer. Yeah. So basically every summer we're just going to have to do some kind of blended cool drink. Yeah. Yeah. But... Before we get any more into that, how you brewing? 
What a loaded question. <laughs> All right, y'all. It is story time. Yay. Story to time. Preface, it is currently a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Almost a week since this has happened. Since the incident. Since the incident. Okay, mm-hmm. so as most of you know by now, I have been playing softball with my work for almost a month now. Mm-hmm. And I've also been doing kickboxing for almost like two and a half, three months now. Mm-hmm. So during one of my softball games, uh, the other team had actually asked me like an hour before, hey, can you sub for our team? We don't have enough girls to play because it's rec league and you have to have a certain number of girls. Mm. I was like, absolutely. I did a doubleheader for them last week. I can 100% do it again. I texted my coworkers that were on my team and I said, hey, I'm going to be playing a doubleheader. Can y'all bring me an extra water? Because it's very hot today and I'm probably going to run out. Mm-hmm. They said, I got you. I said, cool. So I go over there and the game is delayed by like an hour. Oh. So my friend and I are just chilling on the bench. We're just chatting. We're watching these kids run around. We're like betting who's going to cry first. You know, <laughs> just normal things. Mm-hmm. They're aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, we were able to warm up, and then we got on the field, and it was every bit of 95 degrees on that field. Mm. Hot, hot. Yeah. So they had me out in right field because I'm a sub, and I'm perfectly fine being in right field. You know, I want the other players to be doing, you know, more active positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the other teammates was like, hey, I think I'm a little more out of, a little yeah, more out of shape than I thought I was. Do you mind switching with me? And he was in center right. Okay. So I moved to more center position that next inning. So I played out there for two and a half innings. And at the bottom of the second inning, I'm running to catch a ball. And then my knee pops. And then I go down. And then my knee pops again. And I'm like, oh my God, I've dislocated my knee. I can't move. I'm in so much pain. So obviously Mm -hmm. I'm down. There's no way I'm like playing for the rest of the game. Everyone comes rushing over to me. Because the game was delayed for so long, Mm -hmm. my team had already showed up to the field and Uh watched me fall. (laughs) (laughs) So I had... Everyone on both teams watched me go down and bust my knee. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, I, the guys, I, I literally could not bend my leg. I was like, oh, my God, I've broken it. I felt all of everything pop in and out. And I was like, oh, my God, I've dislocated it. My kneecap's probably gone. They look mm-hmm. at it. They're like, all right, it looks like everything's in place. I was like, cool. I guess it, when I hit the ground, it went back in place. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they helped me up. And these guys are like, I don't know a foot taller than I am. So they're like trying to do the the thing where I put both my arms on them and they help me off the field. I'm like, y'all are too tall. I, uh-huh. Just give me your arm. I'm going to, I'm going to walk this off. So I walk my happy little butt off the field. I'm oh, not wow. crying. You know, the softball player in me is too proud for that. We have to walk <laughs> off the field. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get to the dugout, one of my teammates has come into the dugout from you know the next game yeah and he's like are you okay is there anything i can get you and then my other co-worker comes over to the fence on the back side of the dugout she's like do you need ice i go yes Mm -hmm. so like my knee is killing me and then everything is hot and my Mm -hmm. my head is dizzy and like 
the lights are fading. I'm like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so I lay down on the ground and elevate my leg so mm-hmm. that I don't pass out. So good job, Julia. We remembered something. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> I need uh, to my other coworker. I was like, I need my inhaler. Can mm-hmm. you find it? Because apparently whenever my body's injured, it wants to forget how to do basic functions. So we have an asthma attack in the middle of this. It's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like feeling my throat closing up. I'm like, all right, I need to catch my breath and control Mm -hmm. my breathing because I don't think he's going to find my inhaler. Sure enough, I left it in the car, so he wasn't going to find it. Mm. Poor thing. He's dumping out my bag trying to find (laughs) it. I'm like, it's okay. I think I can breathe now. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He brings over the water that I had asked for because it has ice in it and I'm mm-hmm. chugging it. So I'm sitting on the bench again and I'm like, I feel nauseous. Mm-hmm. Oh man, is it because I'm in pain or is it because I drank too much water? And I'm like looking around I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to barf and there's like nowhere for me to barf right here. And uh-huh. I can't, it's not like I can run out the field and barf. Right. Like, okay, we're going to go back on the ground. So yeah. I go back on the ground, elevate my leg. Apparently I was going to pass out again. Mm. <laughs> So, long story short, I managed not to pass out twice, was Good. very convinced that I uh, dislocated my knee because I heard it pop and felt mm-hmm. it move. We go to urgent care. They give me x-ray pants. I'll show you those. They're really funny. <laughs> um, I get my leg x-rayed. The dude is, like, making me, like, bend it. He's, like, torturing me a little bit. Mm to get my knee in proper position for x-rays and that hurt that hurt a lot um they put me in an immobilizer nothing is broken but i definitely need to go see an orthopedic Mm -hmm. um to see if there's something wrong with the tissue so i go to an orthopedic the next day i am very persistent this all happened we didn't get out of urgent care until like seven o'clock yeah i found an urgent care or a orthopedic that was open till eight called huh. they said that i could get in the next day at like 245 nice so 245 we go to the orthopedic mm-hmm. he looks at my knee he's moving it around he has students with him watching oh fun so mike and i are back there all the students are watching him torture my knee mm-hmm. um he's like does this hurt when you when i push here i'm like honestly everything hurts i really don't know uh-huh. he's like okay well we're, you're, I'm going to order an MRI because you have a lot of swelling and I need to see if anything else like underneath your knee is wrong. I went, mm-hmm. okay. So the lady give the lady when I'm checking out gives me a list of places that I can get an MRI. I've never had an MRI. Mm-hmm. That was a new experience. Called all the places there. One person was like, oh, I think we can get you in um, the 10th of Mm -hmm. july i was like hmm okay let me call around Mm -hmm. called around got a person that could get me in the next day at three something yes no at noon at noon yeah perfect so 12 o'clock got my mri the next day Mm -hmm. my leg was so twitchy we had to take an hour to do it Mm. (laughs) i did take a nap on the mri yeah It vibrates, and I went, mm, good night. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Well, and I'm sure you yeah. were exhausted at that point just from everything. I was. I had now been in, in the immobilizer for two, almost almost two days fully. Mm-hmm. And 
I had a very hard time sleeping. Every time I moved it in a bad direction, I was in pain, bad pain. Mm. Like all we had was Advil or some some kind of pain reliever and it wasn't strong. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't doing what it needed to do. I needed an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Because my knee is so swollen at this point. I literally have like a grapefruit around my knee. Mm. So uh, get the MRI. They give me a disc. They say, all right, you're going to take this to your orthopedic. And then they'll let you know what happened because mm-hmm. they don't do the reading there. Right. So I call the orthopedic. And they're like, all right, um, I think we'll be able to get you in around July 12th. I was like, that's a long time to wait to make mm-hmm. sure that I don't mess this up. I would I would be in an immobilizer for another three weeks because I wouldn't know what to do. Like, right. I wouldn't know if I should be moving. I don't know how much pressure I should be putting on it, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So um, the day before, I had called the scheduling lady and said, hey, I have my, uh, oh, I had called her and said, hey, I need you to send the referral to the imaging specialist to get an MRI. She mm-hmm. didn't see it until I had already made the appointment and gone. But when mm-hmm. she called me, she was like, hey, I went ahead and faxed over your MRI. I was like, that's really funny. I already got my MRI. But since I have you on the phone, can you help me with scheduling my follow-up appointment with the ortho? She mm-hmm. says, absolutely. And she's thumbing through. She goes, how does 745 tomorrow morning sound? I'm like, yes. Yes, absolutely. That's uh-huh. great. <laughs> yes, please. So this is still like 36 hours after mm-hmm. I've fallen. Still don't know what's going on. I'm now in an immobilizer, but I've gotten an MRI. I've gone to the ortho, and now I'm going back to the ortho with results. Mm-hmm. So you're speeding through the health system. Yes. I don't know how I managed to do this. I guess I was aggressive. Yeah, not but, in a bad aggressive like persistent yes yeah kind yeah. kindly aggressive yes kindly aggressive <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put, i'm gonna make that a shirt kindly aggressive kindly aggressive <laughs> so anyways i go back to the ortho this time mm-hmm. it's much closer it's only about 10 minutes away from me instead of like 45 minutes away from me mm-hmm. convenient number one yeah. So we get to the ortho on the second floor of the hospital i'm like okay great <laughs> so, why would they do that <laughs> There's an elevator. Okay. Oh, and at this point, I had contacted my uh, boss and his boss. And I was like, mm-hmm. hey, if no matter, depending on what the ortho says, I should be able to come into work after this appointment. They're like, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured I would update them when I got to work. Yeah. Well, I went to the ortho, uh, handed him the MRI disc. He uh, left for like 20 minutes and observed it, came back and sat down. He goes... All right. Well, you've torn your ACL. I was like, oh, no. No. <laughs> so I didn't dislocate it. The popping that I heard was my ACL coming off mm-hmm. and my like femur coming mm-hmm. away from like my other like like if you imagine top leg and bottom leg, they mm-hmm. went in opposite directions like against e- my knee. E- so what likely happened is that I hyperextended my knee Mm-hmm. And it just gave out. And that could be a combination from kickboxing because I'm learning how to do roundhouses. So mm-hmm. that could that could have weakened my knee. I was not wearing cleats. I was wearing tennis shoes. So I probably didn't have a very good grip on the ground. There were a lot of factors that <laughs> melded into this little story. And I know this has been a really long story. 
It's okay. It's but worth it. Long story short, I have torn my ACL. I'm on crutches until I can fully walk on my own, which is I've made a lot of progress already. Good. Um, I need to have the swelling completely down and I need to have full range of motion in my leg. And then on July 25th, I'm getting surgery. Yay. I've never had surgery and I am absolutely terrified. So mm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yep. We had things to do before then. So all of that happened within three days. Mm. It's a lovely three days. Yes. So, and I've been trying to navigate around work, which thank goodness my work has allowed me to come back and they're not questioning what I've said, which is that the doctor literally took off my immobilizer and said, all right, you are walking. You need to gain your strength back and you need to have flexibility and you need to be moving this yeah. instead of ha being an immobilizer. And I'm so glad they're like, okay, I believe you, even mm -hmm. if they don't believe me. But that's literally what the doctor told me. Yeah. And fun fact, the doctor, the ortho, is my surgeon. Well, I mean, that's good. He already knows yeah. what's going on. This dude has an impressive background. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, studied medical school in California. He went to a lot of big-name schools. So I, I'm going to have to trust him. Yeah. So that's how I'm brewing. Did he, <laughs> did he give you an idea of, like, after surgery, how long, like, physical therapy will be or, like, the recovery? It could be anywhere between, like, three to four weeks. Mm. And if they open up my knee during surgery and find that I have damage to my meniscus, then mm. it could be anywhere between, like, six and eight weeks. Okay. So it, it's just, like, based on the MRI, it didn't look like there was any damage to the meniscus, but it could be blocked by, you know, all kinds of things. Okay. Gotcha. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. It could be a couple months. Um, and even after PT... I'm not going to be able to box probably for another year. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let alone play sports and run around. I think he said at a minimum, I should be completely athletic again by like six months after this, mm. which is a long time. Yeah. But I shouldn't have any impediment on like my day to day life. I should be mm. able to walk around unassisted. I should be able to you know, bend, crouch, do normal things. I just That's can't good. go running, jumping, boxing. Kicking. <laughs> <clears throat> kicking. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't kick. I don't mm -hmm. need my leg to go, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah. So, um, theoretically, this isn't going to get in the way of any of my wedding plans either. <laughs> That's good. I've scheduled the surgery for after dress shopping. Yes. <laughs> I was going to send you the meme, not really a meme, but just like the screenshot, if you did have to wear like the immobilizer or something for dress shopping, of mm -hmm. Bella from the end of the first Twilight movie because she had a broken ankle. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, it would have been the whole vibe. I would walk around playing that vibe. song for you with the the twinkly lights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vibe. Mm -hmm. It would have been like, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm very anxious. I'm very overwhelmed. And my mom is thinking about coming to help me after surgery. So hmm. we'll see. I don't actually know yeah. what I need. Yeah. I'm just a little nervous. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry for a very long how you brew and I've it's very fresh on my mind. It has not even been a week. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, tomorrow it will be officially a week for me. Mm hmm. Yeah. So how you brewing? 
Ah, I'm brewing. A-okay. Um, there's also things just going on, but it's summertime. So uh, I went outside and <laughs> I went outside in the woods because I was like, oh, I want to be out in the woods and like go on a nature walk and uh, completely mm-hmm. forgot that June and July are like the peak season for deer flies. So Those things are awful. Yeah, they I don't remember if I said this before on the podcast. So if I'm repeating, I apologize. But they literally circled me like I'm Saturn and they are my rings. Like, <laughs> they would not That's go really away. Funny. I don't think you've said that. <laughs> it was, I'd hear it in my ear and then it would go across in front of my face. I'd hear my ear and I could literally see them buzzing by my eyes and then like around and Oof. around and around. I ended up with a bite on my earlobe, a bite right here uh, between my nose and my lips. I had, I got one on the back of my arm. That one died. But mm. yeah, so I got bug spray for the next time I go outside. That's smart. Yeah. Deer flies like to get in my ears and yeah. I would literally panic and run away. I might literally, I might buy the little squishy earplugs for next time so that I can still oh, hear everything, smart. but that I am confident they're not crawling in my ears because that just freaks me out so bad. I'm like, ah, I have some from work that I can give you. They're attached on a string. Oh, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> Yee. I, um, I was trying to coax the dragonflies into like eating the deer flies for me, but they weren't going for it. So oh. maybe yeah. next time. You gotta work on your dragonfly whispering. Yeah, I mean, they were close. I apologize for letting my cat chase them before. (laughs) But to be fair, he never killed one either. And the dragonflies kept coming back, so I think they might have enjoyed playing. This is true. Aside from that, I have also been playing more video games recently. Because I bought myself an Oculus Quest 2. So that's been a lot of fun. And the first day I played it, I was so excited. I played it for two hours and made myself very sick. Ooh, Not very sick, I'm but so sick enough. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I learned. Now I know I play in like half hour to 45 minute increments. And then I take a break. But oh my god, the Peaky Blinders game is so, so cool. It's like they put in so much detail work into making it look like you just get to walk around the sets of the show. And... uh the Doctor Who one is absolutely terrifying. Oh, no. Yeah. Do you, like, turn around and there's, like, weeping angels? On one of the levels, yeah. I didn't play that <laughs> level. The first level was um, you're in a laundromat, and then all of a sudden the lights flash, and the whole thing is that, like, the fabric of time is breaking down, and you're trying to help Jodie Whittaker's doctor. Um, oh, cool. But it's, like, all these goopy things show up in the in the washing machine. So they're, like, right here next to you. And she goes, yeah, so they're super carnivorous, so you should probably leave. And as you're walking through the door, she's like, careful, they're going to be right behind you. And I was like, don't say that. Don't do that oh, to I, me. I don't like that. And there's Daleks. Like, there's a part where you're outside and you look up and a ship comes up and they're just, like, exterminate. And I'm like, I don't like this anymore. I got to go. I can't be here. And then... That's really cool, but that sounds very scary. Mm-hmm. On that same level... There were also skinwalkers. So, like, jump scaring all over the place. So, Ugh. that's going to be a play exclusively in the daytime. And then, ironically, my nighttime calm down one will either be the gothic horror escape room or the Peaky Blinders violence everywhere game. Because that's more calm than the Doctor Who game. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that's possible. There is... um. You can play through the story mode or there's arcades. And so one of the arcade games was the level with the Weeping Angels so that you could just skip to that and try it because they knew that was going to be like their big thing. And I just wanted to see it in that in part of that two hour stint. And it was one of the last things I did. So I knew I wasn't going to play for long. But I loaded into a room 
And then there were weeping angels around and I had to walk in between them to grab something and walk back out. And I walked through the door, it loaded the next scene and I went, nope, and closed it. Because it's like in an abandoned hotel kind of thing too, like the Amy episode. So. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And you don't have any companions with you. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I know that we've mentioned this on podcast before, but I am terrified of weeping angels. Mm -hmm. Terrified. Absolutely mortified of them. I won't even look at like statues outside now because I'm terrified of them. Yeah. Very scary. I will say one of the coolest parts of the Doctor Who game is that they included the opening sequence. So I I will bring it down with me on Tuesday so you can see it. I, I will. You will want to be careful because that will make you motion sick very quickly. Okay. So we could try it, but, you know, you can turn it off right away if you need to. But you're literally okay. in the time vortex and it's just going That's around so cool. you. It's so cool. And it's going dun, 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 dun. That's the whole theme. So, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and I tried the Gordlets game that you sent me on TikTok. That it's on just the demo yeah. right now, which I did find it's not a paywall. The game's just not out yet. Nice. Okay, so it's good. limited. But it is cute. It is. I'm wondering if when the game comes out, if they're going to set goals because right now it's literally like here's your island, build whatever you want, and then there's no other. Like they're always happy, and you can just do whatever. So it's very fast <laughs> though. Because there's a little train that makes a chime every time a new gordlet shows up. And I feel like it's every like minute and a half. They're like, tring, 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 tring. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta build faster. Oh, well, I oh I thought it was like you build and they just show up. I didn't realize that it was like time sensitive. Well, I mean like that is you build and they show up. But they show up whether or not you've built something for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they not know what to do if you haven't built anything? No, it seems like they they will just pack themselves in and, like, entertain themselves. It was just, like, okay. I wasn't expecting that many that quickly. I was expecting, like, you know, <laughs> you build a certain amount of, like, houses, and then you get a certain amount kind of thing. Okay, that makes more sense. I was a little stressed for a second because, like, oh, my gosh, I thought this wasn't supposed to be a stressful game. <laughs> no, I just have to adapt my expectations. Okay. But it is very cute. And right now, um, they have it so you can also decorate the inside of the buildings, and right now, pretty much the decoration they have is like bakery style stuff. So we could mm-hmm. build a busy bean in oh. Gordlets. Mm-hmm. Do we know if it's multiplayer? I don't I don't know. OK, but we, we could also out. just sit next to each other and be like, do that and do that and do that. <laughs> OK, <laughs> yeah. So that's how I've been brewing. And I'm still doing Noom and it's going Yay! well. I am down 18 pounds so far. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Way to go. And then I'm I drank. So proud. And then I drank all that stuff for the mini soda. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow morning. But still very good. I'm proud of you. Good Thanks. job. This is the the first time that I'm doing like an, a healthy eating thing that works, but also doesn't make me hate how much work I have to put into it, like keto did. So yeah, keto's a little intense. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily foods that you would normally eat and or like eating, so. Right. It's not like, it's very hard on keto to go to a restaurant and adapt. Right. So. I remember you struggling at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, you want some stuff? Too bad. You can have one thing. I'll have no bun, only the chicken, on lettuce. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah. dressing, because that's too sugary. No potato. Yeah. I love potato. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, so we've been talking for half an hour. Would you like to talk about our actual topic of the day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. I got distracted with, with VR stuff. And I was like, wait a second. We're doing a podcast, not talking about VR. Okay, so smoothies. My first and primary fact is I learned that you are not incorrect if you, sm- if you smell it. If you spell it, S-M-O-O-T-H-Y. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never seen it spelled that way. Is that a dialect like a certain region? I It wouldn't tell me specifically one way or the other, but I think it was just like an older term because literally it's smoothie because it's a smooth drink. I wonder if it's the same reason that radio is called talkies and movies are now called movies because the pictures mm-hmm. move. I'm wondering if it's the same concept where we now we have a smoothie. Yeah. Unless by some chance this came from Australia, then it makes way more sense because they put they shorten everything. Well, the history's the history's funny in researching okay. it. So we'll come to that in a minute. But <laughs> okay. in the meantime, um obviously smoothies are everywhere and there's a lot of variety. So the traditional definition of a smoothie just has three parts. It's a liquid okay. base, fruits and veggies, and ice, which is optional. Um, because if you're using frozen fruits and veggies, then you don't really need the ice. But if you're using fresh produce, then you want to use the ice to kind of make it colder and give it that nice little crunch. Okay. Um, some soup. Aha. So some, some more soup. modern. So soup. <laughs> so some more modern additions. God, that is hard to say. So some more modern. So some more so modern. So some additions. more modern. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, modern additions. Uh, could be powders such as protein powder, vitamins, different things like that. Garnishes such as mint or other leaves, fancy pieces of fruit, wedges. Think something that you would see in like a marketing picture for a smoothie that's all pretty on top, but you're not going to actually drink it, obviously. Okay. Or things like nuts, seeds, herbs, and spices to add flavors or to add nutrients or whichever you're trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, a smoothie is not a milkshake. And... The traditional difference is going to be that a smoothie usually wouldn't have dairy in it. Obviously, okay. more modern ones do include a lot of yogurt because they get that protein and healthy fats in there. But mm-hmm. a smoothie, by traditional definition, um, wouldn't include it. So anything that has milk, yogurt, ice cream, that's going to be typically a milkshake. Okay. Um, a smoo- uh, smoothie also typically minimizes processed ingredients and prioritizes whole foods, whereas a shake can have a couple other things. Um, primarily dairy products, but also different flavorings like caramel or chocolate or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But adding protein powders and the things I mentioned earlier to smoothies kind of blurs those lines. So right. they aren't the same thing, but on an individual drink basis, it could be somewhere in between. That's fair. I could see that. Mm-hmm. And a smoothie is also not just fruit juice. Um, so while usually the base that you would use as a liquid for a smoothie would be juice, a key ingredient is to include those whole fruits and veggies that are blended and broken down. And the difference there is that when you blend the actual produce down, instead of just juicing it, you get to keep the fibers and other nutrients that are in the structure of the fruit and veggies instead of just the juice. Um, the other thing about smoothies is without at, because you're doing it straight with fruit and veggies, you don't have to add extra ingredients and extra sugars to sweeten it like you would with some juices. So smoothies mm-hmm. tend to have more proteins, healthy fats, and other macros than from the solids than the juice would produce because you're just squeezing it out. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So 
there are a few different types of smoothies. Um, what? And as a note, it's not like, oh, a smoothie has to be in one category, but different characteristics get different categories and you can be in mm-hmm. more than one at a time. Okay. So there are traditional fruit smoothies, which are going to be your smoothies made with just fruit, fruit juice and ice. Then you have a green smoothie, which is probably what comes to mind when you think of like the health nut version of a smoothie. So that's going to add dark greens like spinach, kale, etc. That's going to darken the color in addition to the fruits and any other veggies you have in there. Which they're not too bad, but they are strange. Yeah, it's it's if you're trying smoothies for the first time, it's not where I would recommend that you start unless it's somebody that's really good at hiding the flavors. Yeah. And you're comfortable with drinking bright green. Or dark green. Yeah. I recommend that you use one that has something like banana or orange juice because those flavors tend to be very overpowering and they will mask the kale, which is also strong. Mm-hmm. Which is funny that you say that because I feel the same way, but a couple of the articles I read said that banana is a popular ingredient because it adds thickness and doesn't have that strong of a flavor. But anytime what? there's a banana in a smoothie, I taste it. I'm like, mm. yeah, I find that banana peanut butter and maybe like mango or pineapple and orange juice always overpower my drink yeah yeah so to each their own but i taste banana (laughs) (laughs) um there is also healthy smoothies so like a fruit or a green smoothie could also be a healthy smoothie but what's going to differentiate that is that you're putting ingredients into the smoothie to prioritize maximizing vitamins macronutrients and specific things that are going to help you meet your daily intake recommendations okay on a similar but also slightly different note there's also weight loss smoothies which are designed to help you get those nutrients in but they also heavily rely on being low on added sugar filling and satisfying and sometimes can be caffeinated to help promote your metabolism and reduce appetite i've also seen people add ginger powder which is another metabolite that can help with weight loss yes the tropical smoothie weight loss smoothie is considered a very low calorie one because of all the ginger powder it has in it. Oh, okay. And it's very strong. I think it's 170 calories compared to most of the four and 500 calories. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into calorie density when we get to our health section. E, okay. Um, and of course, there is the blurred line that is the dessert smoothie. So this is where it gets really close to milkshakes and it just kind of depends on exactly what proportions you're using and what ingredients you're using. Um, but there are smoothies where you can add sugary ingredients like ice cream, syrups, etc. And it, it'll it get you a dessert smoothie that won't quite be a milkshake, but it's also not like a fruit smoothie, you know. Right. Right in between. We should pause there. We skipped the question of the day. Whoops. <laughs> I felt like something was missing. Okay. A quick rearrange. <laughs> and Oh, that did give me a cute little line. Um mm-hmm. I'm not gonna remember what that line is until I listen to this part though. Hey Julia, I have a quick fire question for you. Okay. What is your favorite kind of smoothie slash smoothie ingredient combo? Ooh, okay. So If I am being completely indulgent, which Mm -hmm. is most days, um, (laughs) my favorite combo is peanut butter and banana and or with chocolate. Ooh. It's probably not a traditional smoothie, 
Um, but I really like, I love peanut butter, mm-hmm. but I only, I only get this if I'm not counting calories or anything like that because the peanut butter and the banana are very carb heavy. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid it a little bit, but it's so good. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite healthy one, though, is probably one that would have like strawberry banana, maybe, or mm. man- something with mango. Both of those are very carb heavy. I like carb fruits. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. They're delicious. Yeah. They're so yummy. What, what about you? What's your favorite combo? I my go to because I am I will be learning to make smoothies as we do this. Um, so it usually involves going to tropical smoothie. And my favorite is the kiwi quencher, Ooh. which is I just actually pulled it up on their website. Hold on. Let me read it because I don't even remember what's kiwi, in it. Kiwi, strawberry and some kind of juice. It is just kiwi, strawberry and nonfat yogurt. Ah, yes. I remember getting that a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's because growing up when we would go on a cruise, I would get the virgin strawberry daiquiris and it tastes mm-hmm. very similar to that. So I was like, yes, oh, okay. perfect. I We used to get Jetty Juniors and Jetty Punches Ooh. from Tropical Smoothie. I don't remember what's in that, but it was really yummy. I think it's just strawberry banana. Probably. Let's see. Ah, Tropical Smoothie. That's not how you spell smoothie. I spelled smoothie. 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 Tropical smoothie. It is strawberry and banana. That's what I thought. It doesn't even say what the base is. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. All right. Anyway, back into the middle of the episode. When we were. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, thank you for catching we were, that. We were talking about dessert smoothies and I was like, I wonder if my favorite one counts as a dessert smoothie uh-huh. because it's very high in sugars and carbs. And then I was like, I don't. I think that was the quick fire question. I don't think we did that. Whoops. Yeah, I was like, smoothies. I was just excited to start talking about it. Cause, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yes, so your favorite would probably be considered a dessert smoothie. Um, not necessarily because of the peanut butter, but sugar would make it dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling it wasn't going to be super healthy. It's it's usually in like the 600 calorie range. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> if you though. get a medium, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Worth it. It's a good meal replacement if you add protein powder. True. Yeah. And the uh, the kiwi quencher, it's one of those that like is right on the line because aside from the fact that they make it with the yogurt, it would be just a fruit smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably going to be the closest category it falls under because it's not quite full on dessert because it has the yogurt in it. But it also mm-hmm. certainly doesn't fall under like healthy smoothie because they're not prioritizing any kind of nutrients. It's just yummy. Yeah. Unless you start adding stuff. But, you know, that's different. True. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to go try to make a smoothie? Yes. How do I do that? Okay. Um, so I couldn't find, like, there's a bunch of modern recipes, obviously. Um, but I think we should try to wing it based on what a traditional smoothie would be because it should be pretty easy. Knock on wood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, basically all it is, is you take some juice and you take some fruit and you blend it up and then you decide if you want to add ice to it. Okay. Um, so... One of the more traditional ones, which is going to be the one that I try, is orange juice and strawberries. And I'm going to start with a one-to-one ratio. So I'm going to do probably like three-quarter cup orange juice, three-quarter cup strawberries, and then try to play with the thickness from there. I'm not even going to measure. All right. That works. I'm going to I'm gonna see what fruit I have in the freezer, and I'm going to mm-hmm. take the juice that I have in the fridge, and we're going to make a smoothie. 
<laughs> I know in previous times when I've tried to make a smoothie, I way overestimate how much liquid I need, which is why I'm measuring because I don't want to, I want thick. I want like tropical mm-hmm. smoothie thickness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm excited to try. I'm excited. And it shouldn't take long. It should be like a 10 minute process. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Let's do this. We'll be back. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty excited with how this turned out so far. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Well, not really. It's the normal cup plus half of this cup. Okay. But my straw is very tall. So I wanted it to match. I didn't want a ton, so I made enough to fit into two um, Collins glasses? Question mark? Is that what they're called? Maybe. I call them the short fat ones instead of the tall skinny ones. Uh, Two short fat ones. Yep. All right. Are you ready to try? I am so ready to try. All right. Dink. It needs a little sugar. Yep. It's a little sour. Hmm. Oh, good, though. I got some ice crunchies. Mm. Yeah, I I think... So I ended up adding a little bit of watermelon to mine because when mm-hmm. I opened it with just strawberries and orange juice, it just smelled acidic and bitter. Mm. And the watermelon definitely helped. I'm glad I did that. That's good. Mm-hmm. The, um, the strawberries of my strawberry and banana blend are much stronger than the banana. Um, oh. It was probably a two to one ratio, strawberries to bananas. Mm-hmm. Just because in my mix, I pull out the bananas because I really like frozen bananas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll just eat them or I put them in my oats. And I'm less likely to put the strawberries in my oats mm. just because it's just not my favorite. Um, so there's Fair. less bananas. Um, so it's very <laughs> tart. And I used a pineapple, orange, and banana juice. Mm-hmm. So it's just very acidic, but it's good. Yeah. Tart is a good word. That's mm-hmm. about where this is. Like, the flavors go strawberry, bitter end of orange juice, and then a little whisper of watermelon at the end. Mm. In that order for every sip. But it's not bad. This tastes a little bit like a Jetty Jr. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I am hopeful for my future strawberry, not strawberry, smoothie making skills. I think next time if I want to use this as a meal replacement, I'm Mm going to add in my protein yogurt, which has, I think, 12 grams of protein and only Mm -hmm. two, no added, two grams of added sugar. Okay. Maybe six carbs. I don't know. It's really low. Yeah. That's not bad. That would be Mm -hmm. a weight loss smoothie. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm pretty pleased. It does taste mm-hmm. like summertime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It tastes like I want to be by the pool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Huh. In our mini-sode, I mentioned that I really wanted to go to the pool, but oh, I, yeah. well, we were going to wait and see how that goes. Today, I'm going to mm-hmm. try to go to the pool and see if I can walk around in the uh-huh. mid-deep section. Not going to swim, obviously. Yeah, but... But I'm going to walk around and try to just be fluid in the water and strengthen up my knees mm-hmm. help take a little bit of the weight off as you're like getting the weight back on exactly and see if i can get some yep. of that flexibility back Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Good luck. Mm-hmm. I hope it goes well. Thank you. I am excited. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready to learn the history of smoothies? I'm so ready. I'm I'm very okay. interested to see what the history of a smoothie is. It took so much work when it really it really didn't need to, but it did because the sources <laughs> let me down. So, the affogato at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so basically every article that I opened initially had a very similar sentence in it. And that sentence was somewhere along the lines of the smoothies that are popular in the U.S. today made with yogurt and fruit are an American invention, although they are an evolution of pureed fruit beverages that date back centuries. And then none of them wanted to tell me what the centuries long history was. They only wanted to talk about America. Wait, why? So how do we know that it dates back that far? I had to go around my booty to get to my elbow and I found some information and I don't even know for sure if it's the right information, but it is the only information I could find after literally an hour of trying to Google different keywords. Man, this one, this one really took you for a loop. Yeah. The problem is every time I would Google like smoothie pureed fruit beverage history, it would pull up the same articles because they had this sentence in it Mm. and they had better SEO, I guess. So I guess. Whatever. So anyway, um, they all wanted to start in the 1900s, but I'm not going to start in the 1900s. <laughs> the first thing that I tried to look for, a couple of articles specifically mentioned pureed fruit and blended drinks in Mediterranean and Eastern cultures. And I was not able to find anything else about it. Okay. <laughs> because I could not get past either pull up articles like this where it mentioned it but didn't say what it was. And I couldn't find a name for them. So I couldn't Google like the proper name to figure out what that is. And if you look up blended fruit drinks in like Eastern culture or Mediterranean culture, it mostly pulls up the Mediterranean diet, which is not what I was looking for. Hmm. So there's something there. And I could not get to it, which is disappointing. But hmm. I did find one thing. And that is a historical pureed fruit item from South America, specifically Brazil. Ooh. And a lot of this information is going to be from Afar.com and New and the New Yorker. So shout out to them for not just glossing over this. Thank you. <laughs> um, so a lot of the history that my first sources were referring to seems to be about the acai bowl, hmm. which comes from Brazil, which I didn't know. That surprises me, considering I didn't hear about it until maybe 2019. Yes. Well, okay. So, um, oh, I need to Google pronunciations because there is a group of people that have lived in the Amazon for a long, long time. And I'm not even going to pretend that I'm going to know how to say that right off the bat. (laughs) All right. All right. So this is going to be a Brazil and Portuguese pronunciation adapted into an American accent. So, here we go. It is Riberginos. It is spelled R-I-B-E-I-R-I-N-H-O-S. Ooh, looking at that yeah. word, I wouldn't have even known how to begin to pronounce that. There are a lot more uh, sounds made with the mouth that my mouth is not accustomed to. It sounds like it's coming from the back of the throat, and I there's too much smoothie back there right now. I can't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but basically... What this group would do is they would eat a lot of the acai berries uh, because the the palm that it comes from grows abundantly in the Amazon. And that's pretty much like the primary place that it grows. From what I found, that might be the only place that it grows. Um, 
And they would eat it in a variety of forms. So in their diet, it was typically, it was a staple, kind of like potatoes for us, mm-hmm. where you could make it a lot of different ways, but it wasn't really considered like a proper dinner unless you were serving like fish or some other kind of game alongside with like pureed acai or mashed acai, like something along those lines. Very interesting. I didn't realize it'd be that diverse. Yes. And it's not sweet. Oh. Um, it's very earthy and some of the articles said it does not it doesn't taste especially great on its own. Hmm. So, I don't know about you, but when I hear it I think of like fruity smoothie vibes and that is not not right. what it is. I think of like the acai juice at Starbucks. Mhm. Huh. Yeah. Nope, it is uh very um earthy. And huh. they said that was a kind term. <laughs> does so. it have like an umami flavor? I don't think so. I think it was more of like when you would eat a berry and you expect it to have like that tart sweetness to it and it just tastes more like you picked up something out of the woods and ate it kind of flavor. Okay. You know? I got, I, okay. I got like mushroom berry from that, which I'm still get, going towards umami, but I'm getting the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it wouldn't, it might be a little more flavorful, but it's not too much different from like if you just bit into a raw potato that you picked up off the ground. Ah, okay, now I understand. Yes, with probably a stronger flavor than a potato, because that's fairly yeah. neutral. But, um, So the New Yorker was able to give more details. They said the berries were picked in bunches from trees, then soaked and ground by hand to remove the pits. And that pulp is typically what was either served with fish or game, or it could also be made into a soup-like dish. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we're going to take a big jump because that's all the details I could find about that. Fair enough. So in the late 1990s, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu family started creating purees to be eaten in bowls as part of their training regimen. Um, And the head of this family, Carlos Grassi, was the one that's typically credited with coming up with this recipe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they would just, as they were training people, they would say, hey, you should have this. It's packed with proteins. It's going to help you build out like muscles and all these different things. Um, and from there, it started to spread around Rio as a sugary treat, and it's much closer to what we're familiar with when you think of an acai bowl. And it started to uh, include more and more ingredients like sugar, guarana, which we have actually discussed before, and I could not remember what episode it was. But that is um, what we thought might be the powder that Tropical Smoothie adds for their energizer because it energizes oh. like caffeine, but it's not caffeine. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, And then people started, I don't know, like sliced bananas and granola and everything like that. However, at the time, it stayed pretty much local to Rio and a couple of surrounding areas because acai isn't especially easy to ship. Is it really perishable? I think so. It's one of those where, like, I could only get sentences and all they would say is, it's not easy to ship it. Okay. All right. (laughs) It puts up a fight? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want to go. You can't take me. Um, in the 2000s, two brothers named Ryan and Jeremy Black, plus their friend Edmund Nichols, worked out a way to get the berries into the United States and specifically in California and like, you know, on the western coast of the United States. A little bit easier to get it up there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so they actually were able to ship it by boat. And I don't know what they did to this boat to make it easy to get the acai up there, but they did something. And they started selling it at roadside stands in California in particular. And from there, it just got 
popularity on the internet and all over the place as you know internet and smoothie and health fads are coming back and acai started to become a superfood as what we pretty much know it as and it was corresponded directly with the growth of smoothie bowls in particular yes i remember that Mm-hmm. which is probably why you didn't really hear about it until 2019 because it is really recent yeah i remember specifically i was still working at crocs and mm-hmm. the annie ann's next door to crocs was teamed up with a different smoothie chain. I can't remember what it was, but they made smoothie bowls. Mm -hmm. And one of them was an acai bowl. And I was like, what the heck is that? (laughs) Yeah. Part of the reason we also probably didn't hear about it is because it was predominantly in California and it kind of stayed in California for a while. The health nuts kept it. Yeah. And I Um, mean that in the nicest sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean... It, it's one of those things that it's like it's a little bit of a leap like <laughs> one of the articles I ended up not using starts off strong with a paragraph and he was like or they were like smoothies do not belong in bowls it is incorrect do not eat smoothies in bowls I was like okay all right all right <laughs> that sounds highly opinionated yep <laughs> <laughs> so I did not use that one um um, the rest of this is going to be what every other article was super happy to talk about, but also what they jumped to immediately. So, Okay. Yes. As we know from the milkshake episode, the electric blender was invented in 1922. <laughs> and that's pretty much when the milkshake, as we know, it got to come about. And that's also going to be about when the smoothies started showing up. Oh, convenient. Um, yeah. Which I did learn, and I don't remember if this is something we talked about before, but apparently the blender was mostly used for soda at the beginning to create the carbonation in water and then you add the syrup. You know, that makes sense on why it was popular at soda fountain places. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever made that connection. Nothing ever really said specifically why they had the blender there. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. That makes sense. Oh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in 1926... Oh, I... Okay, this is what happens when I do my notes in 20-minute increments, <laughs> is that I come up with questions and then forget to ask them. It is the same guy. Okay. Um, in 1926, Bill Hamlin and Julius Freed created a blended orange juice with some specific ingredients. So that is why I said I was going to drink this orange juice with strawberries in it, mm-hmm. which... If you had the same thought that I did originally, I can't see your face anymore because there's a Toulouse butt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Julius Freed is indeed the Julius of Orange Julius. Oh, I didn't make that connection. Yes. I saw Julius and Orange and I was like, huh, I wonder. Um, so this is kind of where Orange Julius got started. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to note that refrigerators were not widely available or affordable until well into the 1930s. So smoothies tended to be made exclusively almost with fruit that was in season. Right. Which is the same issue that we had with milk, or not milkshakes, um, ice cream. Yes. Hard to preserve. Yeah. It was, uh, you go to certain places to get it because you can't make it or keep it in your house. Yep. Um, in the 1940s, there were recipes showing up in cookbooks for pineapple smoothies or banana smoothies. And it started to branch out into all these different fruits Um, And then we're going to take a jump into the 1960s and 70s. And different sources said different years, which is why I say it like that. But there is a guy, and his name is Steve. And let me look up how to pronounce (laughs) Steve's last name. Hold on. Because he's putting vowels and consonants together that I am not familiar with. 
My brain says Kuna. <laughs> Mine says Kunha. Kunha. My smoothie smells good. Hmm. Um, I might not be able to get it because I just Googled it and everybody says, you want to know how to say Steve? Nope, what? I got that one. <laughs> All right, we're going to go with Kunha because I like it. It's spelled uh, K-U-N-H-A-H. No, K-U-K-U-H-N-A-H. There you Kuna. go. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't, I couldn't find it, so I was just winging it. All right, anyway, so this Steve guy was a soda jerk. And what's a soda jerk, you ask? Because I asked. Do you know? I think we talked about it uh, when we talked about the uh, the milkshake episode. Isn't that just someone who works at a, a soda fountain shop? Yes. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know why I... the word jerk did not stick in my brain. And I was like, what? I, I just remember it being a very old fashioned term. And I was like, mm, I'm glad we don't use that anymore. And I think I left mm -hmm. it out. <laughs> ah, OK. So it's probably my fault. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, listen, my brain, I get so excited for every episode, and then my brain's like, I can't hold all of that information. So it holds, like, bits and pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve is credited with doing the experiments that led to the modern-day smoothie, uh, largely because he was lactose intolerant and couldn't properly enjoy milkshakes. A man of culture. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, by that, I mean a man who understands my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's great, great which, for the tummy vibes. Which is not able to deal with culture. Ha! <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so, he, his experiments involved drinks that included protein powders, vitamins, fruit juices, vegetables, basically anything he could get his hands on that he thought might go well into this drink. Mm -hmm. um, and he was excited that they tasted good and could be a healthy alternative to other frozen or blended drinks of the time. And he's one of the ones that solidified solidified the early recipe that was just orange juice, strawberries, and ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in the 1970s, Steve opened Smoothie King. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's where this was going. I just had that yeah. for the first time last week. How was it? I've never had it. It was good. I had, like, a Paradise something or other, and it had, like pineapple mango and something or other it was very nice it was delightful well they were one of the first big smoothie places they they have on their menu all of the different sections that we listed at the beginning of the episode they have dessert smoothie oh. they have health smoothie they have weight loss smoothie they have something that specifically mentions macros and they have a very mm. good menu yeah which that makes sense, considering his priority was a healthy alternative and to focus on lactose intolerance. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, most of the articles I read credited basically Steve and Smoothie King for being one of the primary drivers of the nationwide obsession with smoothies in the 70s. Because <laughs> um, there was generally a cultural change, too, towards eating healthier foods and whole foods and macros and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, he just rode that wave and... All sorts of uh, promotion for it. Very cool. But he did not create the term smoothie. So prior to the drink, the word smoothie has actually been used for bras and girdles, ballpoint pens, and car paint, as well as a band or two throughout history. So why did he call it Smoothie King? He called it, well, the word smoothie had been used for the drink prior. Like, I think Julius Freed had also used it briefly. Um 
And it was pretty much that like, it's just a smooth drink. Kind of like how a milkshake is shaken milk. This is a smooth drink because we've blended it to be smooth. So, okay. yeah, it was just kind of very, well, that's what it is. So that's what we're going to call it. It's very much the movies, radio is talkies. Mm-hmm. It's a smoothie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, And so then after that, uh, smoothies did get another surge in the 1990s. And that's when they really started to be able to, you could find them in like health food shops and restaurants and cafes and more places that weren't just like smoothie bars. Right. And now we're here with tropical smoothie and all kinds of stuff where they're healthy and sometimes they're not so healthy. Depending on how you dress it up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which there was a Healthline article, of course, course. that asked, are smoothies actually good for you? And if so, how good? So a lot of this may feel obvious or be clear, but I always like to talk about it anyway, just in case there's aspects that people don't think about. Um, Of course, whether or not a smoothie is good for you is going to depend on what you put in it. But uh, some potential benefits, according to Healthline... Uh, A smoothie may obviously help you increase your consumption of fruits and veggies and all of the benefits that come with that. That makes sense. The World Health Organization recommends you have five servings or 400 grams of fruits and veggies per day. So if you make a smoothie, you could probably pretty easily get two to three of those in in one smoothie. That's that's a lot of servings a day. Mm hmm. Well, let's see how much is. Serving of strawberries. Yeah, so serving of strawberries is about seven to eight strawberries. And how many grams is that? Uh, How many grams are... Hold on, let's do this. How many grams are one strawberry? Seven. So... Yeah, so you'd have between like 50, 60 grams just from your strawberries. And then you add... Mango or avocado or, you know, a bunch of baby spinach. So, yeah, you could easily do that. Okay. Yeah. It's not as much as it sounds when you say it like that. But when you get it all in there, especially if you're focusing on making a healthier smoothie, you're going to get it in pretty easily. Yeah. And kind of what we mentioned before, uh, eating smoothies, depending on or drinking smoothies, (laughs) crunching on smoothies, depending on what you put in it, uh, could also increase your fiber consumption. So, you know, some fruits and veggies are higher in fiber, or you can deliberately add things like whole grains, nuts, seeds, and legumes just to boost your fiber. Oh, that's smart. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that. Yeah. There's lots of stuff you can do. Fiber's a tough one for me. Yeah, same. I either have almost none, like whatever passive fiber I get, or I decide I'm going to eat more fiber and then I probably eat too much fiber. Yep, that's me. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there are, of course, also some potential issues that Healthline wanted to touch on. Naturally. And the big one is going to be, depending on what you put in it, or depending on where you get a smoothie, there could be a lot of added sugar in it. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if you make it yourself at home, you're going to have more control over that. Um, and that doesn't just mean adding a spoonful of sugar, but that could be in nut butters or protein powders or yogurts and different fruit sauces and syrups that you use. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, if you buy it somewhere, like Tropical Smoothies or Smoothie Kings, if you're just buying whatever you want off the menu because it sounds good, they could very easily be adding a lot of honey or a lot of yogurts that's heavy on sugar just to make it sweet so that it tastes good. So, if that's what you're looking for, 
just keep an eye on that and keep that in mind. Okay. And they also wanted to touch on weight loss because of the fad with the weight loss smoothies. And of course, that also depends. On one hand, smoothies can help you incorporate all of those great ingredients and their macronutrients, as well as to help watch calories, especially if you're making it at home. So you can choose low calorie alternatives. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, depending on what's in your smoothie or just depending on your personal preference, you may want to have a smoothie as a meal replacement and it's really not filling enough or drinking just doesn't do the psychological trick for you. Um, I've tried it. I've tried it as a meal replacement and it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. I would I, drink two or three a day and by like the second one, I didn't want any more. Yeah. I've done it like I had one for breakfast earlier this week because I was making some Noom recipe ones. So it's more heavy on like yogurts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was good. I also was not great at making it. So like I used blueberries and there were a lot of pieces of blueberry skin, which I didn't love. But I think mm -hmm. that's a me using my own blender kind of problem than the recipe okay. problem. Um, and it was good. But after like halfway through the smoothie, I'm like, I don't really want smoothie anymore. <laughs> I yeah. want something else. So... Um, they did also specifically mention that there's some thought that drinking versus chewing can affect your fullness, but, uh, all of the research so far, uh, nothing conclusive conclusive yet, but a lot of the research suggests that the difference between drinking and chewing is like almost a hundred percent, a psychological difference than an actual bodily difference hmm. because the action of chewing is going to get, I would assume this is all just based on things that we've discussed before, but that the act of chewing is going to get different enzymes going. And so your brain's going to be like, okay, yeah, we're eating food as opposed to drinking it, even though the actual things happening in your body and the things that you're ingesting might be the exact same. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of an experiment where you would take the exact same amount of ingredients and have one person eat it versus blending it up and having one person drink it and then try to rate fullness but that could be so mm -hmm. hard because everyone has an individual stomach. Well, what they did, they were really small studies, um, which is a big part of the reason why they said nothing conclusive yet. Um, but they made a smoothie with strawberries in it. And for some people, they kept all of the strawberries out but gave them a smoothie with the rest of it. So they would eat the strawberries, drink the smoothie, and then say how full they felt. Mm -hmm. Or they would eat like half the strawberries, the other half are blended in the smoothie. Or there was a group that they just drank the smoothie. And so they compared what they thought. And people that ate strawberries, and then drank the smoothie tended to feel more satisfied. Okay. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like you still get... Because it's hard with the liquid ingredients. Like, yeah. <laughs> eat some strawberries and drink some juice and tell me how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> but really, what it really comes down to um, is if you're wanting to drink smoothies to be healthier, if you're wanting to drink smoothies to get more, like, fruits and veggies in your day... Just think about what ingredients you'd want to incorporate into that and see if you can make it into a smoothie without a bunch of added sugar or that's going to fit into whatever diet you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't and go get food. Either <laughs> one. Whatever you want to do. Enjoy food. <laughs> it's yeah. yummy. There's nothing wrong with food. All right. So that is everything I have information wise. Like I said, it was a fairly short one. Um, it was hard to find information on it because the internet is absolutely bombarded with recipes for smoothies i'd believe it smoothies are very popular mm -hmm. and tasty yeah and there's just such a variety that it's like you could throw things in a blender and call it a smoothie but who knows mm -hmm. 
Um, so I do have a quiz for you. Okay. Uh, it is make a smoothie bowl and we'll tell you the exact year you'll get married. Ooh, good luck, BuzzFeed. I have a date. <laughs> I know. So I'm interested to see. Mine will be like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. And yours will be like, will they get it correct? Yeah. So um, we'll see. I've never had a smoothie bowl before. I have not either. They so don't. I guess we'll build it based on what we think would be good in a smoothie bowl. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty much a smoothie, except you get to eat it with a spoon, which does not sound especially appetizing to me. It sounds like it's going to fix the, the chewing craving. Yeah, it could. It might encourage you to chew more because you're adding all these extra ingredients. Mm-hmm. I am just sensitive to that kind of texture when I'm eating. Like, sometimes I can't eat a yogurt because it will feel too wrong in my mouth. <laughs> so, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it makes me gag once. We're done. We're done for the day. <laughs> yeah. So... But anyway, would you like to hop into the quiz? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Question number one. We're going to start with the basics. We're going to pick a bowl. All right. It looks like the first one's a very rustic looking, I'm going to assume, stoneware bowl. I feel Uh, like it's like a glazed, like, pottery bowl. Yeah. It definitely looks like it would be textured, but with maybe a glaze on it to make it smooth. But, like, the the paint job is textured. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, then we have what looks like a, a white, it has like a very faint, like stripey pattern of like where they, when they were making it across, mm-hmm. but otherwise fairly plain and chill. Then there is a perfectly solid cream bowl that like, I'm amazed by how smooth that color is. It's like, it's gotta be plastic, right? I think so. Okay. Unless it's super high quality stoneware. Yeah. I'd have to pick it up, and that would really <laughs> determine how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have some very cute, like, almost tiled kind of pattern, like, pastel-y colors and very bright color white bowls. They remind me of your mugs. Mm-hmm. They make me think of, like, a uh, ice cream sundae bowl. Yeah. Or the tables at Chili's. I think I'm going to choose the, the white stoneware bowl. Okay. I'm going to go with... It's just so pretty. I'm going to go with the first one that's very rustic-y. Yeah. Gives me the Whole Foods vibes. All right. Okay. Pick the first ingredient. So this is like what's going to be blended up, not piling it into the bowl. Okay. Yes. So it's bananas, plain yogurt, whole milk, or avocados. Mm, I'm going to say banana. All right. I love banana. I'm going to go with yogurt. Yogurt. Because I feel like it goes well with a lot of fruit. Ooh. This is much easier to drink than the frappe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Pick a fruit to add in. Would you like mangoes, papaya, green apples, or peaches? Mangoes, please. I love mangoes. <laughs> I'm going to go with it's summertime and I'm feeling it. So I'm going to go with peaches. Ooh. I apparently, by the way, uh, looked for peaches one week too early because I was at Walmart and I asked the guy, hey, do you have any peaches? And he was like, oh, I don't think they're in season. And when I came back the next week, there were peaches all over the place. Dang. Good try, though. You Rude. Yes. I I summoned them. I really wanted them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. Pick a berry. Would you like strawberries, 
blueberries, raspberries, or a berry blend. So right now I have banana, mango, I'm going to go strawberry. I keep picking the top left. We're going strawberries. All right. I'm going to do, I think, it might be weird, but it also might work. I'm going to do peaches and blueberries. Ooh, that could be really yummy. Mm -hmm. I keep picking the top. Oh, no, the peaches weren't in the top right. Okay. Um, Pick a veggie. Would you like spinach, kale, cucumbers, or no thanks? Aren't cucumbers a fruit? Yes, they are. Okay. But All right. pick, vegetable, pick green. like food-wise, they're a, they're a vegetable. Okay. But they are a fruiting body, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Legally, I, biologically, or in practice, what definition are we going with? <laughs> I um, I'm I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the the green. Yeah, I don't think I would mind, like, I might try some spinach in a smoothie sometime because I have it, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to try it in this because I would not try it in a restaurant because I want to like what I'm getting. Yeah. Okay, pick an extra. Would you like pro a whey protein powder, chia seeds, another supplement shot, or no thanks? I'm torn between whey protein and chia seeds. I love the mm. texture of chia seeds. But I'm getting a ton of fiber from the mango. Mm. So I think I'm going to go with the whey protein. Needs those six sick gains. All right. I'm going to go with another supplemental shot because I would love to get some of that Girana energy in there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ooh. And pick a final look for your bowl. So we have... Um, pretty much your standard, like what you would picture, like a purpley smoothie with, it looks like shavings of, is that coconut? I think so. Blueberry and like granola and seeds just artistically on one half of the bowl. Uh, you could get a lighter smoothie looking bowl with a little bit of granola and then fanning out from that, the berries and banana slices, but like placed very specifically. Uh, a similar, but it's very bright purpley pink. Looks like it with, has dragon fruit in it. Yeah, it looks like it's chunks of dragon fruit, kiwi, blueberries, strawberries, and then the granola or maybe oats are kind of like on their own little side. And then there's one that looks like it's it's different blues and purples swirled into a galaxy with like a little white on the side leading up to two shooting stars that are I can't tell if that's banana or some kind of like crackery thing, but I can't tell, but it is gorgeous. Mhm. Mm Okay, so I'm going to pick the practical one because this actually has all the ingredients that I added. So I'm going to okay. pick the, the top right with the the banana, blueberry, and strawberry one. Okay. I'm going to go with... Mm, I'm going to go with the one that I think would match my bowl, which is going to be the bottom left one. I had a feeling that was going to be it. The dragon yeah. fruit looking one? Yeah, it's very pretty. Very bright. All right. Do you want to read yours first? Sure. Or do you want to know if they got you right? Um, I want to read yours. <laughs> okay. You're either getting, you're either very young or very busy right now. So you're not really in a great place to get married. 
However, that will all change in 15 years. So just keep going. And until then, you'll get married in 2023 or 2035. All right. That's not bad. Yeah, that's I mean, that's fairly accurate. Yeah. 15 years is a long time, but it's not off for you. You are very busy, very determined to be your own person and still very Mm -hmm. independent. Yeah. Well, and marriage doesn't mean no relationship, so. That's also true. Um, Okay, so you've wanted to walk down the aisle for a while now, and the moment will be here before you know it. Just be patient and get ready to celebrate the happiest day of your life. You are going to get married next year in 2024. It got it right! (laughs) (laughs) This would be the most accurate BuzzFeed Uh we've ever done crazy that smoothies was it (laughs) i know this was so accurate yeah i can't believe it knew how did you know i was gonna get married next year (laughs) that was amazing Uh, mm -hmm. i really didn't think it was gonna get it i had very little hope i didn't think it was gonna be that specific i thought it would be like oh next year or you know in 10 years not like this year right Mm mm-hmm I think and, the description is more accurate than the time frame. I'm guessing more mm-hmm. like 10 years. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not worried about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited that it got you right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> so it's like, for your wedding, it was meant to be. The BuzzFeed quiz said so. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Beautiful. All right. Well, that's what I got for smoothies. That is our summertime drink this year. I loved it. I and I'm gonna make smoothies more often now because I thought I didn't Mm -hmm. actually like smoothies very much, especially when they're homemade. But I loved this. Yeah. This was it's very refreshing. I think this Mm -hmm. is gonna be a new go to of like when I'm craving like a margarita or something, but it's like 1030 in the morning and it's just because I want something fun and fruity to drink, I can just make a smoothie and get the same satisfaction. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. So any idea what's next? We're doing Italian ice. Yeah. And we're going to discuss some local names for it because I know not everyone calls it that. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm excited. That's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're sticking with the summer vibes because it'd be uh-huh. hot. It's so hot. Uh-huh. You're so hot. Oh, you're so hot. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all so, so much for listening to this lovely chaotic episode. Um, And let us know if you decide to try it and make a smoothie, what you put in it and how it turns out. Because uh, smoothies are everything all over the place. So Yes. And, as always, all of our sources will be in the research notes. Nope. All of our research sources will be in the episode notes. And all of our episode sources will be in the research notes. But good luck finding that one. It's harder. And that's going to include the sources that just neglected all of that history, the sources that gave me the extra history, and the quiz, and also some recipe ideas because they're within those articles. So if you need somewhere to get started, that'll do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can also find our... (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Let me try again. (laughs) 
Welcome to the chaos we're doing so great. I might leave it like this. We might just let people see behind the scenes for this episode. Awesome. <laughs> if you're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you can also find the podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of places that you can find podcasts. I'm live typing it. <laughs> Including... Pandora, Amazon Music, <laughs> and Amazon Music. <laughs> we do this live. Oh, <laughs> we'll do it live. Is there more? Nope. That was it. Okay. Oh, it's just YouTube. <laughs> I was typing it there so I can copy and paste it to our template later so we don't have to do this every time. Okay. <laughs> um, you can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WeBrewGood. And you can send us an email directly at webrewgood at gmail.com. Allie, I have some statistics for you. <gasps> yeah? Yeah. Um, so I went on to our Spotify yesterday. Ooh. And I learned that let me let me uh go back to our Spotify. Uh-huh. Queen and sugar. We have nine five star reviews. Yay! So thank you everyone so much who's been giving us those five-star reviews. I think a few more and we'll be able to add like comments and stuff, which is so exciting. Yay! That's awesome. Thank you all so, so much. Keep on leaving those reviews and five stars and whatnots and anything you can, because we appreciate Mm -hmm. every single effort to help us grow and continue what we love doing. Yeah! We do also, by the way, because we haven't done this in a while... I have several countries on our list now. <gasps> Ooh, let's hear it. So we do have most of our downloads, and I think this is just the last 30 days. Can I change that, actually? <sighs> yes. Okay. Last 24 months. Let's see. So most of our listeners are in the United States. Uh, we have had almost 30 downloads in Japan. Wow. Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks friend that lives in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Um, we've also had uh, almost 25 downloads in Canada. Ooh. And we've had 18 in Puerto Rico and in Singapore. Does that mean we have a consistent listener in some of these countries? I think so. Shout out to you, person. We appreciate Mm -hmm. the heck out of you. Yeah. We also have New Zealand, Australia, Netherlands, France, Germany, Indonesia, the UK, India, Russia, Algeria, Jersey, Norway, Ukraine, Thailand, Brazil, Israel. Oh, so I'm so sorry, Brazil, for all my pronunciations in this. Just don't (laughs) even worry about it. Belgium, Denmark, Nepal, Taiwan, Argentina, Philippines, Tunisia, Sweden, Portugal, Spain, Mexico, Sri Lanka, Hungary, Egypt, Switzerland, and South Africa. That felt like the song. That made me really happy. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. Thank you all so, so much. Thanks for supporting our little podcast. We love this and we're hoping one day this is going to be sustainable for us. So keep on yeah. supporting. We love what we do. Yeah. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Tell the guinea pigs because we got a recipe for them now. Tell the guinea pigs. They need to know. They got to know. They got to know that if they want the best skin they've ever had that they can have a smoothie that's filled with spinach and kale with blueberries and strawberries and we'll blend it up into a nice little drink puree 
Mm-hmm. And it's perfect for them because all of those things yeah. are super good for guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. And if they wanted a smoothie, you could also just juice something fresh so you know exactly what's in it and there's not additives and they can still have it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess the moral of the story is we love you all so, so much for listening to our podcast and we appreciate you greatly in helping us to stay, stay brutal. Brutiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>